Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us today is Michael Raleigh, President and CEO of Group 10 Metals, which is known for platinum, palladium, nickel, copper, and cobalt in the Stillwater District of Montana. Mr. Raleigh, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. We are honored to have you on our show today, sir. For our audience, today's interview will be the second of a three-part series including the value proposition of the metallic group of companies comprising metallic minerals, group 10 metals, and granite creek copper. These are three separate leading exploration companies, each with a different metal of focus, but with a common approach to business under the proven management of the metallic group. Earlier this week, we interviewed Greg Johnson to talk about metallic minerals and their exciting high-grade silver projects in the Yukon. Today, we turn our focus on the second company in the metallic group, Group 10 Metals, a leading explorer for platinum, palladium, nickel, copper, and cobalt in the world-famous Stillwater District in Montana. Mr. Raleigh, for someone new to the story, who is Group 10 Metals, what is your flagship project, and what is the thesis you're attempting to prove? Group 10 is, as you mentioned, the leading explorer for platinum group metals. That would be platinum, palladium, rhodium, uh, particularly in our case, uh, and also nickel, copper, and cobalt. Our flagship project is the Stillwater West project, where we have consolidated a very large land position alongside Sabania Stillwater's three producing mines uh, in the heart of the Stillwater Igneous Complex in Montana. This is one of the world's premier platinum and palladium producing mine complexes, and it's one of a few platinum group mines outside of South Africa and Russia of any size and grade. Geologically, Stillwater is a large and layered uh, magmatic system. It, it's uh, well known for being mineral rich, and it's very similar to the Bushveld complex of South Africa, where we have over 75% of the world's platinum, plus uh, enormous quantities of associated copper, nickel, gold, and other minerals. Um, you asked about our thesis. At uh, Stillwater, we see the potential for large and very large-scale disseminated and high-sulfide um, platinum group nickel-copper-type deposits, similar to the very large ones we see in the Platte Reef district of the northern limb of the Bushveld complex in South Africa. Uh, and the key takeaway, I guess, is that we are the first to apply these modern geological models that have been proven in the Platte Reef district to the Stillwater District, um, despite the, the well-known similarities between the two systems. So in addition to bringing the land position together with this enormous amount of historic data that we'll touch on here in a minute, we've uh, also assembled a truly world-class team. And uh, most recently, you may have seen in our news, we added one of the most celebrated geologists from the Platte Reef District, uh, Dr. David Broughton of, of Ivanhoe. Uh, and that was... Um, a great step for us in terms of uh, validation of what we see and uh, building a great team. Please share where in Montana the Stillwater West Project is located and provide us with some historical context. Uh, the project is located in south central Montana and we adjoin the three producing Stillwater mines. It's interesting to note that these were recently bought by Sabanier, a South African gold producer in 2017 for $2.2 billion. They were actually making that purchase while we were putting this project together and we accelerated our efforts recognizing that. 
the Stillwater District is famous for the size and grades of its mines. Um, they're palladium rich, um, palladium platinum mines. These are the highest grade in the world, and they are the largest outside of Africa and, and Russia, uh, which is increasingly significant, of course. Uh, over 14 million ounces of past production and over 80 million ounces of resources still in the ground. That's eight zero, staggering number. Uh, interesting to note that the PGMs occur uh, in nickel and copper sulfides. So really, these are nickel and copper sulfide mines. It's just that still water is very enriched in the PGMs. Um, so it's known as a PGM mine. Uh, historically, the district was also mined for high-grade nickel, copper, chrome, other metals uh, on our claim block, actually. Uh, and we have significant cobalt uh, on our ground as well, which is a, a good story these days. The history at Stillwater uh, parallels the developments at the Bushveld complex, uh, so they share more than geology in that regard. Both districts were recognized over 100 years ago for their mineral riches, and both supported a number of mines for varying commodities. Also in both districts, the discovery of these high-grade reef-type deposits, platinum and, and palladium mines, uh, in the 70s, produced very large-scale operations that effectively shut out other exploration efforts until the 1990s when regulatory changes forced a release of mineral rights and other operators were allowed in. So in Montana, this was a change in the U.S. Uh, claim system and the fee structure. And in South Africa, it was the end of apartheid. Um, and in South Africa, this resulted in the exploration efforts that led to the discovery of Anglo-Americans Mahalaquena mines, which is a giant, uh, over 265 million ounces of PGMs plus copper and nickel. It's a very profitable operation, the largest platinum pit mine in the world. And adjacent to that, you have Ivanhoe's uh, Plat Reef Mine, which is in development, and that's 112 million ounces, plus substantial nickel and copper values. These are very uh, profitable uh, bulk mining operations. Interesting, and the point there is that uh, that hasn't been done in Stillwater. We are the first operators to recognize the similarities between the two systems and to bring focused exploration effort looking for plat reef style deposits in the Stillwater district in Montana. Mr. Raleigh, we covered some good background on the Stillwater West project. Walk us through the project. Sure, let's start with slide six, uh, which presents the claim holdings in the Stillwater District uh, and some of the existing resources and operations there. Uh, as shown, uh, Stillwater Sabani mines are in uh, gray with their three operating mines. And uh, the Group 10 land position is in yellow and orange with our most recently added claims in the orange portion. It's a large claim block, as shown, 25 kilometers span, and uh, road access is, is excellent from the west and from the northeast for the existing uh, mines. What can you share with us regarding the geology and the potential that we have at the Stillwater West Project? We see again the East Boulder Mine in the, uh, in the center of the upper figure, and we see the JM Reef deposit, which is that 80 million ounces that we talked about, narrow, high-grade, uh, and cutting right across the page there. Uh, this is a layered magmatic system, and those layers are clearly visible in the cross-section on the lower half of the page. 
the way these things are made is is that layers of metal-rich magma are laid down billions of years ago. The whole system, in the case of Stillwater, has been tipped up 60 degrees, which happens to make it much more amenable uh, for both mining and for exploration as the mineralization starts right at the surface. That layering is also visible in the map on the top half of the page, where we see that general striping effect across uh, left to right, east to west. The JM Reef deposit is shown as the, uh, the burgundy line cutting through the middle of the figure. Um, and that is the, uh, the highest grade PGM deposit in the world at 16 grams per ton, 80 million ounces, uh, largest outside of South Africa and Russia. Uh, also shown is the East Boulder Mine on the JM Reef, uh, more or less in the center of that figure, uh, with the Stillwater and Blitz Mines uh, off the page to the, uh, to the west. Uh, like the Bushfeld complex in South Africa, the narrow reef deposits occur in the layered portion of the system, uh, while the lower portion, which is in this figure is shown in orange, purple, and blue, the bronzotite, peridotite, and basal series, these are the regions where magma mixes with pre-existing rock and creates these large disseminated and massive sulfide deposits, such as those in the Platte Reef District uh, in South Africa. Key point is that that potential has not been systematically examined at Stillwater, uh, despite the known similarities between the, the systems. And we have very good indications of that, that style uh, in the complex in our work to date. What can you share with us regarding geophysics? Geophysics is a very effective tool, uh, especially on this project. Slide 8 does a very good job of presenting a high-quality conductivity survey that was flown over the entire property. Um, so this survey uh, measured the electrical conductivity of the rocks, and that can give a very good indication of the presence of sulfide mineralization which, of course, hosts the PGMs, copper, nickel, and cobalt. Um, in this figure, uh, we see the highly conductive zones in purple. And uh, across the basal zone, we note seven very large, highly conductive targets. Um, these are the blue ellipses across the, the lower portion of the figure. And five high-grade reef-style targets, uh, where you'd expect them to be in the upper portion, in the layered portion of the system. These would be compelling targets even by themselves, but we happen to have surface results and uh, drill results that confirm that these conductors are in fact mineralized with significant PGM, nickel, copper, cobalt mineralization. Uh, and the best part of the story is that the, the highest conductors, strongest conductors have not been tested to date. Um, there's a relationship between conductivity and uh, degree of mineralization that's shown in the data. Uh, our work this summer has, has confirmed that. Um, these are excellent targets for follow-up in subsequent programs. Uh, it's worth noting the size of the property as well. Uh, this main claim block here shown is over 20 kilometers long. And uh, the flat reef deposit, for example, at Ivanhoe is, is three by six kilometers. So we have the potential to host multiple uh, deposits of that type, and in fact, this claim position would cover Ivanhoe's operations plus uh, most of Anglo's if it were in the bushveld. What do we know about the soil geochemistry? We see very high levels of 
metals in soils across the the 20 kilometer main claim block. We also see a good correlation with the underlying geology in terms of that shape we see um, of the of the mineralized levels. Um, Group 10's work in 2018 was the first property-wide effort uh, targeting large-scale plat reef type mineralization in the lower Stillwater complex. So it's interesting to note that despite this compelling soil geochemistry data, no one had systematically gone out, prospected and mapped and compiled this historic drill data to, um, to evaluate the potential for these deposits, uh, despite the, the mineralized levels and size shown in the soil results here. What targets have you identified? Uh, slide 10 does a good job of, of discussing that. Um, we have the high-grade reef-type targets that these systems are known for, both Bushveld and Stillwater, and of course those are mined actively in both regions. Uh, our focus has been the what we're calling the plat reef-style systems, which we mentioned the, the big magma mixing chambers in the lower portions of these layered systems. That's where these occur, um, and uh, that potential is, is very much borne out um, in the day that we have the date. That core picture on slide 10 presents a lovely nickel copper sulfide sample with significant PGE values from the basal series in Stillwater. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to presenting models uh, with, that, with those results uh, in the coming months. What do we know about the style of mineralization? Uh, in terms of mineralization, mineralization type, uh, in the brown color we see the reef type deposits. We've taken the Marinsky and the JM Reef as examples, Bushveld and, and Stillwater. Very high grade, very narrow thickness. Uh, there are some good pictures there showing what it's like to operate in these mines. Marinsky happens to be flat lined. It was never tipped up the way that Stillwater is tipped up, which makes these mines deep and hot expensive. Um, as a side note, the uh, impending closure of some of these sub-economic mines on the Marinsky Reef are uh, expected to drive platinum prices in the coming uh, years uh, as these mines close for being uh, sub-economic and underfunded. Second picture there shows the JM Reef deposit. Um, again, at that 60 degree angle, that's more amenable to mining. Um, key takeaway from this slide is that the uh, the Platte Reef style deposits shown in the gray box there with a picture of Mahalaquena mine, the thicknesses that we see in the mineralization and that grade thickness number that's shown. These are very large and economically attractive bulk mining operations. Um, and that's the takeaway. Mahalaquena is, is a cash cow in Anglo-American's own words. And the Platte Reef deposit is going to be a very high tech underground bulk mining operation by Ivanhoe and looks similarly very uh, economically attractive and that's the potential that we see at, uh, at Stillwater. Group 10 is exploring for platinum, palladium, nickel, copper and cobalt in a world-class district. Compare and contrast how your deposits compare to similar districts like South Africa's Bushveld and also your neighbors in Montana at Sabanye Stillwater. Bushveld and Stillwater complexes are both layered magmatic systems. So they were both created when enormous amounts of metal-rich magma cooled and formed these massive districts uh, nearly 3 billion years ago. 
as a result, both districts have the high-grade um, reef-type deposits in the upper layers, and they also have these lower zones where the magmas were allowed to mix, which creates um, these thick intervals of uh, sulfide mineralization enriched in PGM. At Bushfeld, so far, two basic types of mines have been developed for these two deposit types. The narrow high-grade PGM mines on two reef-type deposits, and then the bulk mining operations in the Platte Reef District, which is, of course, Malaquena and Ivanhoe. At Stillwater, the operating mines have focused on the narrow high-grade reef-style deposits, uh, and these, of course, are the highest grade in the industry. Uh, Group 10 Metals is now exploring in the lower part of that complex for the, uh, the large-scale plat reef deposits, uh, following the parallels of the same type of settings in South Africa that have produced the Mahalaquena and flat reef deposits. The Stillwater West is considered a large brownfields exploration property. How is this important in terms of the potential for exploration discovery and development? That's a good question. Uh, brownfields is a term for a property that is in an area and has had past discoveries uh, and or production. Uh, this, of course, is in contrast to a greenfields property, which is outside of a, a proven mining area. Uh, many people don't realize that the majority of exploration dollars spent in the mining industry go to exploration around existing mines because it's one of the best places to make new discoveries and rapidly be developed and produced using existing infrastructure. The adage there, of course, is that the best place to find a, a new mine is, is right next to an existing mine. In the case of Stillwater, we have consolidated the district alongside three operating mines owned by Savannah Stillwater. And we're exploring uh, in the same highly productive geologic environment. Uh, and that dramatically increases the probability of, of making a new discovery and potentially uh, allowing the rapid development of that discovery uh, because of the low capital costs um, uh, because the deposits are near surface and they have the benefit of existing roads, power, and, uh, and other infrastructure that's already present in the district. Group 10 has other assets within its portfolio. Where are these located? And please provide us with some historic background. Following the metallic group model for requiring quality assets in, in districts in, in distressed market condition, uh, Group 10 has uh, another PGE nickel copper project in the Kluwani belt of the Yukon. This adjoins uh, Nickel Creek Platinum's Wellgreen project. World-class geology and world-class potential for scale and grade there. It's just at an earlier stage than the Stillwater asset. And we also have the Black Lake Drayton uh, Gold Project, which adjoins um, First Mining's Goldland Project and Treasury Metals Goliath Project in the Rainy River Belt of Ontario. In both cases, we've consolidated the land position and the database um, in, in bear market conditions and uh, made, an, I think, intelligent acquisitions um, that have uh, very good upside. What work has been done to date, and how do you prioritize them alongside your flagship Stillwater West project? Well, Stillwater West is very much the flagship. Um, we did complete work programs at Kiwani. These were focused on um, target refinement and database consolidation, uh, done with an eye to adding value and assisting some of the parties that have expressed uh, interest in the project for uh, 
partnership or, or possibly a sale. Uh, similarly, in Ontario, our work consisted, and actually we're just starting another work program there right now, uh, has consisted of uh, refining targets and properly presenting the potential of that, that excellent asset to some groups that we have under confidentiality agreements looking at a possible acquisition uh, or partnership. Multi-million dollar question here. Group 10 Minnows is wrapping up exploration for this season at Stillwater West. So when should we expect to see the next results from this year's work? Good question. Uh, this was our first year on the ground at Stillwater. And, uh, and despite that, because of the amount of information that we have, uh, including surface sampling, mapping, drilling, and geophysics, uh, we've already identified uh, 12 major targets on the property. Uh, this year, focal point was the relogging of over 11,000 meters of core that was in our possession. And uh, it's worth noting that uh, some of this core had been assayed incompletely. Um, some of it had never been assayed at all. And it has certainly never been looked at with the Platte Reef model in mind. So there's, there's great potential there. Um, those results and the, the new 3D models that that information will drive are expected to give us a lot of news flow over the next few months as we, uh, we detail that and go through our target zones um, with the objective of uh, developing and refining targets for drilling uh, next year and to focus on the areas that uh, have the potential to advance rapidly towards new resources. What is management's philosophy? Are you looking to build mines or are you focused on exploration? Uh, we're very much focused on the opportunity to make discoveries and to rapidly advance those discoveries to resource definition. Uh, as we see on slide 13, uh, this is the stage that can be one of the greatest periods of value creation um, for these, these junior exploration companies. Um, and it's not uncommon for the value that's created in that initial discovery and resource development phase uh, to not be exceeded again until those projects actually go into production, um, sometimes many years later. Switching gears, I learned from some of the most respected names in the natural resource space, Rick Rule, Doug Casey, Giant Bandari, Mickey Fulp, and Bob Moriarty, that the people running the business are equally, if not more important, than the latent material in the ground. Mr. Raleigh, please introduce us to your board of directors and management team and what unique skill sets do they bring to Group 10 Metals? The quality of the Stillwater asset in particular has enabled us to attract a remarkably uh, good team, truly world-class. Um, Dr. Craig Bow um, was underground at Stillwater in the 70s and is back leading the team now. Dr. Dave Broughton, of, of course, of Ivanhoe, um, awarded for the discovery of the, of the Flat Reef system at Flat Reef for Ivanhoe, um, just recently joined as senior technical advisor. And they, they both just love the rocks and the potential, and it's brilliant to work with them. Two members of the team include past qualifying persons from uh, the previous operator, Mike Austinson, Mike Johnson. Um, it's brilliant to bring these guys back. And uh, Justin McGrew as well, um, close partner in the project and a local um, excellent people to work with. Management, of course, the, the metallic group, 
uh, Greg Johnson, Gregor Hamilton, Bill Harris, uh, myself, all of us veterans of the industry. Uh, we love what we do. Uh, we work hard at it, and we see very good potential uh, in the companies that we're building. What can you tell us about Michael Raleigh? What unique skill sets does he bring to Group 10 Metals? Uh, I'd be glad to. I've been in the industry since 1990, um, and I've uh, been in the junior space specifically since uh, about 2002. Before that time, I was in the mineral processing and, and mine environmental uh, businesses, and uh, I very much enjoy the exploration uh, business and uh, building and operating these projects. It's a, it's a privilege to work with uh, such good people, and I think our timing in the market at present is excellent. Tell us about your share structure, options, and warrants. It's early days. We, we have a market cap of about $8 million and about uh, 44 million shares outstanding. Um, key point is we have $3 million of uh, in-the-money warrants that are callable. And that's after bringing in about $800,000 worth of those to date. What is your burn rate? Uh, presently about $50,000 per month. That includes our technical team. And uh, we do a good job of keeping costs down uh, by sharing office and other back office expenses with the metallic group companies. Do you have institutional investors at this point? Just beginning. Um, it's, it's early days, but we do have a fund out of Europe and uh, one out of Toronto as well, and a, and a good network of uh, high net worth investors. What is the float? Uh, about 30 million shares trading, and we turn over about one or two million shares per month. All right, sir, you survived the storm. Mr. Raleigh, multi-layered question. What is the next unanswered question for Group 10 Metals? When should we expect results, and what determines success? We have a lot to report uh, in the coming months as we continue to work to refine the highest priority drill targets for 2019. Uh, as we mentioned, we have over 11,000 meters of core that has been relogged and uh, where needed resampled. And we've completed a comprehensive program of surface mapping and uh, sampling. And we are actively integrating that drill information um, along with the surface work and, uh, and geophysics. Uh, we will be reporting a large number of uh, assay results over the coming months from our 2018 programs and are excited to be able to begin 3D modeling of the geophysics and drilling completed to date uh, towards developing a predictive 3D model of the, uh, the lower Stillwater complex targets. Mr. Raleigh, in the introduction we alluded to the metallic group of companies. For first-time listeners, please share the value proposition that we have before us. Uh, yeah, Group 10 Metals is part of a collaboration of, of exploration companies with some common directors between the companies and a very similar approach to business. Uh, the metallic group of companies includes Metallic Minerals, which is MMG on the TSX Venture, which is focused on high-grade silver in the Yukon terry, uh, Territory. Uh, group 10 Metals, of course, focused on um, PGMs, nickel, copper, cobalt in the Stillwater District. And I'm uh, pleased to announce the newest company to join the group, uh, Granite Creek Copper. GCX is the ticker on that one. Uh, this is a newly launched copper company focused uh, in the Yukon with an exciting project right next door to a high-grade copper producer 
uh, in the Carmax district of the Yukon Territory. Uh, these companies have each focused on acquiring large blocks of brownfields assets during the low part of the metal cycle uh, adjacent to operating mines with infrastructure and facilities already in place in the districts. All three companies have uh, multiple targets that have potential for major new discoveries and are focused on large-scale targets that would be of interest to the major mining companies. In each of these systems with these operating mines right next door, there is an opportunity to be able to fast-track development of the targets by utilizing existing infrastructure in their respective districts. There's also potential for partnering with these operators, or if we're successful in discovering very large-scale deposits, to see interest by larger companies uh, in the whole district, in the whole package. Metallic group of companies are reducing costs by having a common administration group and CFO, and uh, it also lets us have a deeper technical team with some specialists that can be shared across the group. Well, it's an exciting group of companies and, and a common philosophy between them. Our objective, of course, is to re build real value um, for our investors going forward. Finally, what did I forget to ask? That was a very comprehensive uh, overview of Group 10, and, and thank you for it. I, I, perhaps in closing, I'd like to touch on um, a couple of catalysts, um, pun intended, since these are catalytic metals that we're talking about. Um, we mentioned uh, South Africa and um, the costs of mining there and the expected closure of a lot of these, um, these high-grade platinum mines. These things have been underfunded for, for a very long time, and... Um, it's, it's fairly well known if you read, um, for example, CPM Group's work out of New York, that a lot of mine closures are expected in um, perhaps 2019, uh, 2020 is the year I hear quite often cited. Um, this is going to have a huge effect on platinum price um, because, of course, three quarters of the world's PGMs come out of, of those reef deposits um, in South Africa. I think that could be a huge catalyst for Group 10 being a U.S.-based um, uh, company adjoining these these world-class world these enormous PGM mines in Montana, uh, we're on the same structure, we're in the same system, um, and we're in cobalt in this age of battery and technology metals. Um, again, within within the continental U.S., I think uh, I think we're very well positioned uh, in those. In our first interview, we shared that there was a financing opportunity for accredited investors. Please share the details with us. Oh, I'd be glad to. We're, uh, we recently announced that we are in the process of completing the initial offering for our newly uh, created copper company, Granite Creek Copper. Uh, and any interested accredited investors can certainly... For someone listening that wants to get more information on Group 10 Metals, what is the website address, sir? www.group10metals.com And as a reminder, Group 10 Metals trades on the TSXV symbol PGE and on the OTCQB symbol PGEZF. For direct inquiries, please contact Chris Ackerman at 604-357-4790, extension 1. That number again is 604 604- Three five seven four seven nine zero extension one. 
He may also be reached at info at group10medals.com. And last but not least, please visit our website, provenandprobable.com, where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. You may reach us at contact at provenandprobable.com. Michael Raleigh of Group 10 Metals, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.